from uh all right you ready to go right now yep all right all right hello 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 this is another episode of the mental threads podcast i'm here with my guest og black yo 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 what up what's going on peace peace <laughs> yeah a whole lot of peace here we mean to do this episode for a minute and every time i've been hearing a lot of his music and everything you know it's kind of been a while and everything because i just I literally just left um novon health and everything that's my new job i'm about to start and stuff so it's like i didn't i didn't just listen to it and everything but i've been listening to it, uh from the last time uh, we we're trying to set things up yeah. and everything i know a lot of your music has a whole lot of boom bop to it i correct right mm-hmm. yep correct correct yeah a lot of boom bap a lot of real hip-hop real rap i call it reality rap educated street rap you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah that's a good genre that's a good genre at least like you know like exactly what yourself is and there's a lot of cats out here who don't have an idea of like what messages they want to put out they just kind of want to blend in with whatever and everything i understand you're not one the type of blend in stuff of that nature right absolutely not yeah i definitely got my own identity uh originality is a real important thing in my book originality creativity like that's that's number one in my book so i definitely you know follow my own wave i don't follow the wave i create my own you know what i'm saying and uh that's how we do it you know what i mean yeah, that's the way to do it and everything, man. You know, it's just like, especially for Charlotte artists as a whole and everything, we got to find our own way as a whole. We can't just be on like whatever Atlanta's doing or whatever West Coast is doing, whatever New York or down South is doing, like uh, Louisiana or Miami. We got to be on our own little wave and stuff of that nature. I know, like, uh, for instance, like, you know, the baby is kind of like, I don't want to like, speak on what his career has and everything, but he has pushed uh, the floodgates open for like a little bit, but it seems like things are kind of cool up a little bit now i don't know why he's uh, being blackballed to a degree but i mean he claims he's being blackballed some people say it the other way but i don't know what's your what's your stance on that uh i think it might be a little bit of blackballing going on um but you know as long as you make good music i think he'll be able to he'll, he'll be able to bounce back uh, he's a real talented artist he's a hard worker most importantly so you know you just keep working eventually you know a lot of this shit with the trends you know what i mean like it's 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 real trendy you know what i mean so everything that they blackballing them for they'll forget about it eventually and he'll, he'll be all right he'll be good yeah yeah no, most definitely man i just hope he bounces back you know as, as best as possible yeah. and stuff of that nature he was really becoming one of those main figureheads of the 2020s and stuff of that nature I know it was really really hot 2019 i was kind of really hoping he was going to carry that momentum for a couple years going forward and everything some people say a lot of his music is like repetitive some people say the other thing but who, who knows whatever it is I, I mess with dude's work ethic that's just about it you know i might not listen to every single song and everything but it's like as long as you're doing good as a child artist like i'm rooting for you and stuff of that nature but i know like you know in regards to like songs like that which is probably heavy heavy with the whole uh with a lot of the mainstream stuff i'm not saying the baby's mainstream by no degree anything but it's like you wouldn't really say yourself as like a mainstream type rapper correct no i wouldn't i wouldn't consider myself mainstream um i wouldn't necessarily consider myself underground either you know mainstream is just means you you popular you have a popular fan base so i don't i don't have that currently so yeah i wouldn't classify as mainstream but um my style of music can go mainstream like it's just a matter of continuing to work like you said that work ethic is everything you know you continue to put in the work and you get the budget to really push your music in front of a large group of people regardless of what style of music you make it can become mainstream you know what i mean so yeah yeah most definitely most say but in terms of like your goals i'm moving forward you ain't got to reveal too too much because you can't let people know your, your whole move but it's like in terms of just like you know where you're trying to take this music thing would you say you'd be more heavily like uh for like uh heavily getting like a lot of your uh profits and success off just like you know uh touring and like just concerts and everything or you're just trying to go through like sales and streaming like like where's your area is it just trying to hit both yeah, uh, definitely both. But um, the main thing would definitely be shows, um, touring. That's where all the money is at. No, nobody really make money off record sales and streams these days. It's not really set up for you to make money. Um, there's no records, no CDs or anything. So people is not selling records. Everything is based off streaming or whatnot. So people really get their money from touring, shows, and merch, and, and you know, getting active, utilizing your social media to put you in different situations, create new opportunities for yourself. So that's my main focus right now. You know what I mean? It's just creating new opportunities, building a huge platform, you know, so when I do shows, I can have that leverage, you know, to really get that bag and run it up. You know what I'm saying? 
you could definitely pull it through, man. I, I've been hearing a lot of your work. Uh, granted, off the top of my head, I can't really remember like each title of things and everything. But like listening to your flow and stuff of that nature, it sounds like something that I feel like you could really like work with a whole lot of TDE type, you know what I'm saying? So, but I feel like there's a sense of Big Crib. Are you saying like you're influenced by people like Big Boy and Big Crib by a certain degree? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I love Big Crib, um, the whole TDE camp. Um, yeah, I rock with them real heavy. I, I like spitters. I like guys that actually rap about something. You know, it don't have to be no deep, thought-provoking message every single song, but you have to have some type of substance to you, you know what I mean, for me to really rock with you. So, yeah, I definitely rock with them. And, um, yeah, they're a huge influence to what I do. Uh, but beyond them and everything, what other influences might you have on your style as a whole? Well, we had to go back to, you know, of course, Hove, you know what I mean? That's the GOAT. Mm -hmm. We go Nas, you know what I mean? Pac, uh, Scarface, you know, all, all the legends, like, from that golden era in the 90s. Like, that's what I grew up off of. So, yeah, all of them, pretty much. And the cool thing about when you deep uh, dig deeper into a lot of those catalogs and stuff of those nature, you know, what well, really, uh, uh, a hip-hop legend I just put myself onto, which I'm kind of beating myself on, it kind of took the level, was E-40, for sure. E-40 got that flow and everything, and literally, it sounds like so, like, I don't want to say, like, educated, but it's just like, you know, it's just, it's a whole lot he can put together and still, like, sound, like, as articulate as possible and still keep a certain southern cadence as a whole, and everything. I mess with E-40. I wish people would have given E-40 a lot more of his stars beforehand, yeah, but it's, yeah. I feel like he's in a good spot, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. E-40 is in a great spot and he's um he go back to what i was saying about originality and creativity like he sounds like himself there's nobody that sounds like e40 like he got his own style he mastered it. he got his own identity you know what i mean and he a hustler he a businessman you feel me so like yeah i, I fuck with e40 real heavy i like e40 yeah sure one song like i started from like e40 so the one he did with uh I think it's called Stand On That with T.I. and Jonah Lucas and everything. And I was seeing it like, I don't be really noticing. I didn't think people like from the 90s could be like, actually keep up with a lot of like new yeah. casts. And, and these aren't even new, new casts. You know, right. Jonah Lucas is in his own lane and everything. And then there's T.I., who is, of course, like he's always solidified no matter what. But then you see here, uh, e E40s version. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, dang. And then next thing you know, I'll dig, uh, dig a whole lot deeper into what uh, E40 I was rapping about. Is there any like uh, legend that you just kind of put yourself on that you kind of wish you would have uh, heard of a little bit earlier, or also? Um, I, not not recently. What I will say is like UGK. Mm -hmm. I've been on them for years, but um, I got on to them kind of late, mm -hmm. and I started doing my homework and like listening to they they first albums and you know riding UGK riding dirty is like one of my favorite albums, mm -hmm. but it, it dropped in what like '94 or something like that but I didn't hear it for the first time to like 2012 or 2013 you know so that that was one of those groups that I got on to kind of late but um yeah I definitely do my homework when I come across somebody that's you know been moving for a minute I, I definitely do my homework go back in the archives and all that that's great. We live like in a wonderful time and everything where you ain't got to buy a record every time you want to listen to somebody or check out their music. Although it does help for you to kind of check in with the people like that. Um, well, really, I know, especially in my case, it was either YouTube or Pandora. Pandora put me on to so many different people and everything. Some people I wish I need to find some time to really like invest, like, you know, I got to like really check in their style and everything is uh, just definitely 3-6 Mafia. Because I know I've been hearing a whole lot of 3-6 Mafia, but I want to really dig deeper. I want to dig deeper on the whole No Limit catalog for most definitely. Um, definitely want to dig into Two Live Crew because they're like one of the first like major Southern rappers for a while. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, if you want to really check in the blueprint, you really got to check on the past. Yeah. Really, really deep back in the past. Um, because I'm pretty familiar with like Big Daddy Kane, like from way back in that era and uh, definitely a KRS-One, like to a certain degree, but more and more kindred to Big Daddy Kane because like, you know, I was a really big heavy uh, Biggie Smalls fan so it's just like you know like that was like the father of his style yeah. so it's like it always you gotta go deeper deeper with the rules so what are some like really really back back in the day type of uh, rappers that you feel like either you need to check him or that you already have uh, pretty much uh, got familiar with in the past yeah I mean I pretty much got familiar with, with most of them you know Wu-Tang um, we can even go back to Kane and Rakim um definitely gotta get rocking you're not yeah, gonna get yeah, kicking yeah. rock him you're not gonna get far man you got to yeah i actually seen rock him live a few years ago i had took my pops for a father's day gift 
That's good. To see uh Rakim, Eric B and Rakim, dope, dope show. Dope show. I mean, for him to have been doing it since the eighties and to still get on that stage and still have it, like the whole aura, like everything and his mic, his breath control, like all of that was like inspirational to me as an artist coming up. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely, man, all all the legends, like I always go out my way to tap in. You know, you got cool G rap. I mean, you can go on and on. Like I, I just go go out my way to tap in because it's a lot of great music that really set the blueprint for what we we doing today you know what i'm saying especially especially for them to come up in an era where you really had to create like something completely new and then keep that wave going for like decades and everything yeah. people really don't appreciate like how what these people have done like case in point i know dj academics is really referred to a lot of these cats as being uh as dusty or whatever kind of throwing like a <laughs> little bit of negativity their way i mean whatever um lelo kuja had a whole lot to say about that not directly to a dj academic but just to the mindset as a whole um in regards to just not respecting uh, that era uh, do you feel like a lot of people like in this time of era uh don't really respect uh the past eras as much as they need to um if so um how would you describe that and also like what's your stance in regards to the dj uh, academics uh, uh reflection on, on the past rappers and the past generations well academics represent a um a group that that really feels like he speaks for a group that really feels like that about the older generation um i don't necessarily agree with it but it is a double-edged sword because a lot of the younger generation feel like the older generation don't respect them so they like well if you don't respect us then we're not going to respect you so it's kind of like a my generation versus your generation type thing um me, I'm I'm kind of in the middle. Ain't necessarily the young generation, but obviously I'm not. You know, wasn't <laughs> rapping in the '80s and all that. But middle child yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like in the middle, but I, I understand both sides. But I definitely like. I'm a firm believer in respecting those that paved the way. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, those that paved the way gotta respect what we doing as well and i think a large group of them do respect everything that we doing and those who really like hold the the code of ethics in, in high regards i think they respect the the artists that really do this for a real reason so my thing is if you doing what you supposed to do and you doing it from a pure place then you ain't really got time to be hating on nobody, whether it's the old generation, young generation. Like, if you doing you, it don't really matter. You can show love to who show love to you and just just keep it pushing from there, you know what I'm saying? No, that, uh, yeah, no, actually, that's, that's a pretty good way to put it, you know? It's just, but I feel like on both ends and everything, because there are times where people may come across, like, some old niggas that would be like, you know, okay, like, you know, like, you had your time to do whatever you had to do, and if you see any issues in this rap game, you can definitely seek out other artists that are, that are pretty much uh, hold up to your philosophy to that degree. And there's some real spitters out here and everything, but they don't get no sense of clout or nothing, because they don't do shit that's stupid, they don't color their hair, or whatever, and do whatever you gotta do to get wherever you gotta get but it's like you know you can't complain about the landscape if you're not making any like steps forward to like actually change the landscape you know what i'm saying and that was always my issue in regards to like how uh, joe budden was literally like you know uh, um how joe budden was kind of handling like you know i feel like i understand joe to like to the various degree like okay like yeah like you might not mess with how things are and he's a real spitter for real like you can't sleep on joe budden as a spitter but it's like at the same token, you're not helping the problem if you're not trying to find solutions. If you're not really creating at the root is, um, their motivations might be different. Okay. But it's like seek out those that actually align with your philosophy. Actually, like build like a label, like a certain type of artist development. There are people who are good spitters but can't really like perform. There are people who are good spitters but can't really make a song, uh, make a, a song a certain way. You can definitely give your platform to those people. You know, everybody knows who you are on this world. Yep. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, you had the whole like uh, the whole hit with the whole pump, pump, pump it up. Right. You got other songs too. But at the same token, you can still, that doesn't make any excuse that you can't just open your platform for other people. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's just like for you to just sit and hate it, it's, it's so lazy and like not, right. you know, uh, productive. You know what I'm saying? That's very counterproductive to my degree. So like that's just my stance on that. Like do whatever you want. But if you're not helping the problem, then you're just, you're just part of it. That's just kind of how I see it and everything. But Erica, let's go deeper and like to you and like what motivates you to get into this music thing. You know, like how you grew up about I know you said that you're from Kinston and everything. Can you really go into details in regards to like what Kinston as an environment has taught you and the lessons that you've learned on the way this path of this uh, whole music thing? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So coming up, um, my dad was a real huge, <clears throat> my dad was a real huge hip hop head. So I, you know, I got it kind of honest. I always heard a lot of rap music. Like I said, all the legends. Like I grew up hearing it as a, as a young child, like five, six years old. I was hearing all of this. So I started picking up the pen when I was like ten or eleven. Um, a lot of my older cousins they was rapping it too. So they was like a huge uh, inspiration, or early influence because I was around them, and you know, everybody want to do what they big cousins is doing and stuff like. Like that so growing up in Kenston like the environment like you know just rapping like battle rapping like we used to it was it was real competitive you know what I'm saying like so I grew up with that as like 13 14 years old like I used to battle at school I, I played um played basketball on the team we used to battle in practice and after school and after the games all that like we was always going back and forth you know what I mean so like I always honed that like just kind of worked and honed on my craft and just kept kept going at it you know what i mean so like my motivation is just doing it because i love to do it you feel me so it's just like continue to like i said do what you do from a pure place like i, I have a purpose i have a gift and i know that i can make an impact with my words you know what i mean so like that's like my main motivation right there Oh, that's cool. So it's like Kinsta has kind of like a heavy uh, battle rap scene, in a sense, or they just like yeah, they did back then. I mean, it wasn't like a huge battle rap scene, but like you know, Kinsta is real small. You know, what I mean, uh -huh. we just had one one high school on, on inside of the city limits, so like we was real heavy on balls, like spitters. You know, what I'm saying this is when Kiss and Beanie Siegel and Hove and not like this is when they was really going back and forth. So like we was real heavy on that. That's what we did. We went back and forth. You know, what I mean, so. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's a, that's a good way to like, kind of get into this whole thing. You know, it's just like, because like, at least at your roots, it's like there's a sense of just like uh, of a discipline and sense that like, you got to be on top of your game if you really want to get by in this. So, so I feel that could really carry you very, very far and stuff. But I know like, you know, in regards to kids, I don't know really how how, how far it is from Shaw. How far it is from Shaw? It's uh, four hours, about, about, four about hours? Three, three and a half. Yeah. Okay. That, that seems pretty much uh, pretty close to maybe it's on the western or like eastern. I don't think eastern. All right, yeah. so it's like uh, maybe closer where Durham and Greensboro is a little bit closer. It's it's a uh, it's like it's like an hour and a half past Raleigh. Mm. So, oh, okay. So like going towards Raleigh, you just gonna keep straight through for like another hour and a half, two hours, and then you'll run right into it. Oh, cool. I messed yeah. with that area, the whole Raleigh Durham area, because I went to college out there, so it's just like pretty a whole lot of creatives out there. So yeah. it's like one thing I know it's like a lot of those towns outside of Charlotte, they really are pretty they 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 have a very creative base in regards to everything that they're doing. So it's just like, you know, that's why I really why like, if I consider going to DAC and everything, if I ever have to come back to North Carolina, I'll probably have to settle over there in that yeah. area because yeah. like, it just seems more familiar to me. Like I grew up on the east, okay. but it's like, you know, it's just at the same time, I feel like my future might be more resonative in that. In that area, anyway, because I I got messed with Charlotte, but it's like at the same time I feel like we kind of kind of fall out of sync a whole lot. They ain't yeah. no so much untapped potential in North Carolina as a whole, especially in Charlotte. But I feel like there's a whole lot of things that kind of hold us back and set us back. From your perspective, like, well, what do you feel like is the issue in Charlotte, North Carolina? So, I just feel like it's not enough of uh, like unifying coming coming together for the most most part. Like like you said, it's a lot of untapped potential here and like Charlotte is a huge city so it's a melting pot so you got people from all over that reside in Charlotte and I feel like if we all came together as opposed to just pushing one artist and saying this is the one for us and we all like came together and unified like we could really make a huge movement down here like really start something like even for the whole state for Carolina period you know what I mean so we just gotta come together and like everybody support each other you know what I mean I feel like, yeah, that could really carry us far too, man. It's just, I don't know. I feel like when it comes with competition, like there's also going to be people that want to be competitive but are just too lazy to be competitive. Yeah. So that's when they start being more envious and doing the absolute most. Mm -hmm. I, ain't, I ain't been the type to really get in somebody's way if they're doing something positive in their life, whether it be in the music thing, basketball, whatever you do that pushes you to move forward do it because like we're trapped in this country man it's just like you know the system is really set set for us to fail no matter what so if you can really make something happen out of nothing you know more power to you because that's almost biblical at this point right. to really make it a full a full circle and fulfilling yeah. to that degree so i don't want to get in nobody's development for growth or anything i never want to be anybody's obstacle for no way you know or i never want to go against anyone for anything so it's just like you know i feel like once more people like kind of tap heads and we're just like you know what 
I respect what this person's doing. I hope maybe I could probably uh, put them on to maybe this next show or this next show. Maybe we can find some way to network all together and everything. I feel like, yeah, we can pretty much take this thing a lot further and everything because the baby already opened the doors open. So like, I, I feel like there's eyes on us to a certain degree. Yeah. All, all we really need to wait on, not in a sense wait on, all we got to work on is really just a sense of just building our brand as a whole and Charlotte as a whole. It's really just branding. I swear marketing and branding, it's really go hand in hand when it comes to a whole lot of that. Um, So it's like, where do you see uh, the future of not just Charlotte, uh, but like the Carolinas as a whole? Where do you think the future could lead to like in the next five, 10 years if we probably keep of some kind of a, uh, a congregation together. Yeah. I think we definitely like could really become like that next market for, for where you have to, you have to go for talent. Like, like how Atlanta became that for pretty much the last 20, 25 years or something. Atlanta been early. You can definitely say since early two thousands for a good 20 years now, like Atlanta has been, the, the mecca for like you had to go to Atlanta for talent you know what I mean so I feel like we could definitely have that type of energy if we all come together I definitely see us going in that direction in the next five years or so and uh you know OG Black gonna definitely be a huge part of that you know what I mean well you know I could definitely see that for sure man because it's just like you know like, I'm hearing a whole a lot of your music and everything you've seen the rock the crowd pretty well it's really just a matter of just being consistent mm-hmm. and everything do you really need a platform in a sense to maybe hook you up with some uh festival um festival uh performances or anything of that nature yeah. yeah definitely um you know that's what that's where you really get it at like when you're doing the festivals and like i've never did a festival festival before but i plan to do one real soon but um yeah that definitely take my platform to the next level you know what i'm saying doing festivals doing more shows and just continuing to market and and, and branding and everything like yeah it's definitely gonna take things to the next level Okay, sure. because there's these two people I know there's two pages I know um, it's called Crowd Freak right okay. and they it's kind of started it got like probably 35k followers right now okay. pretty alright so they're pretty much just starting but it's like they've been doing something for a while in terms of like hooking artists up with like uh, festivals and everything I know they got a scary, uh, scary hours event coming up uh, pretty soon not too too big right now but it's right, just right. like they can really hook like other artists up right. if you can use your their distribution uh, platform just like how people use DistroKid right, right. they got something called Distro Distro Freak also. Okay. So if like you can upload your music on Distro uh, Freak uh, through them, they can really like be able to look through your catalog and hook you up with some show. They could be okay. Scary Fresh, no be a Scary Hours, uh, Four Twenty Fest. Um, they got another one called um, Dang uh, Backwoods and Back. What's it called? Backwoods and Backfire, something like that. Okay. Like some, and they, a lot of these events are held in Detroit uh, for right now. Okay. But it's like, it's just something to really help people. Every time I try to meet a new artist, I always try to put them onto that. You know, I haven't even got on that yet because okay. I have yet to like drop more music and everything. I haven't dropped music since like last last April and okay. everything. Okay. But that's pretty much where I'm going. So yeah. it's just I want to be sure that everybody's going in that same direction. Right. Get it while it's hot. So it's just like so they don't get to a point where it's like it's unattainable. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely something to uh, consider. I'll send that information to you on yeah. IG as soon as I can. Um, have you heard of someone by the name of Trey Rose? Trey Rose? Yeah, Trey Rose. Nah. Nah, okay, I could probably put you on him, too. He's about to throw an event um, in the middle of October, October okay. 15th. He's about to showcase about 23 artists and everything of that nature. Um, I'm trying to see if I can help him out, too, to bring more eyes on the product. I told him I was going to help him. I need to find some time. I've been so busy. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just something like that. So, yeah, you know, just just for me off the top, like, I would yeah. give you all this just, just for nothing. Yeah, like, yeah, I ain't paying nothing or nothing. Yeah, 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 like, I want to see artists win yeah, and everything. Sure. I want to see a time where a lot of people <laughs> I interviewed on this podcast, we can see each other at festivals and everything like hey man everything's going good you know like just stuff like that like i care yeah yeah. i really do care like if you can really make something out of nothing with this business you know more power to you and everything but it's like uh yeah but in regards to the more serious matters uh the gun violence yeah that's that's a thing we really need to speak on Uh, i know we've already lost king von pmb rock and uh the list continues and it's probably the longest list compared to any other genre why do we keep killing each other what's your what's your mindset in regards to that Man, that's a um, multi-layered question. Uh, I think our culture is is like a deaf culture. You know what I mean? We promote a lot of low vibrational shit. We promote a lot of, you know, a lot of death. It's a lot of shit that, that's not conducive to growth. You know what I'm saying? If we continue to promote, not saying that hip hop is the sole reason for gun violence, because, you know, violence is violence. It's a lot of more different uh, moving parts to it. But um, definitely the, the over glorification of it does help. 
You know what I'm saying? So I think we just have to, we just need more balance. You know, we can't get away from like, we can't, you know, hip hop was, was in, started in the streets. It was about being raw and unfiltered. So we can't lose that edge. But at the same time, we definitely need balance with like some positive messages as well. And we, you know, instead of glorifying, spinning the block and your ops and shooting this and shooting that, like we have to kind of get away from that because uh, it's, it's taking us out. Like, I mean, niggas is dying all like every day, you know, for nothing, you know what I mean? And we, we continue to glorify this type of activity. So, you know, we just got to get away from this, this, deaf culture like you know that's just pretty much what it all boils down to yeah, no, seriously and for all who's listening bro keep in mind i know this music can do something to you bro but if you're having a problem with somebody and they don't have no issue with you or they don't barely know you exist or nothing that's not your op you're just a hating ass nigga just take a breather go out for a jog read a book you'll figure out there's more to life than be focused on what somebody else has or nothing because PNB Rock had no reason to get his life cut this short. There's no reason. Dude was 30 years old. He had many decades ahead of him. My grandfather passed so at 72. He probably could have lived a couple more decades had they were, worked on his health. You already got enough things in this world trying to kill us. Stop. That's weird. Like, you're literally getting, like, your whole son to pull up at a freaking IHOP to kill a rapper. Like, what? Can you do nothing with your time, man? Don't do that, man. Please, 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 please. I went to an HBCU, so that unity can be right there, bro. We had a whole community of people living together. You had your fights, you had your issues, but it never got to a point where people, like, yeah, maybe somebody died while everyone's not, but it's it's capable. It's easy. It can happen. But it's like we really got to put our heads together. So it's really straight away from jealousy, fellas. It's like that's that's a very effeminate emotion. Men should not be jealous. Right. Never. <laughs> you do not know what anybody is going through in this world or what they had to do to get what they have. You have no clue. And just because you don't know doesn't mean you have to know. It's none of your business where anybody is or what they got. Just let it go. Focus on yourself. Uh, you, you'll know where you're headed. Like seriously, but it's like, uh, yeah, man. It's just the 2020s. I feel like I feel like Charlotte can do it. Mm. I feel like Charlotte. I feel like Charlotte, Kinston, North Carolina. I feel like we still got the, we got the creativity down. It's really just getting the marketing and just pushing that momentum forward and not being afraid when people get a little bit better. You can put people on. Like maybe they can hop on for a year and then they become millionaires and you might be like a little bit of a hundred thousand there no matter as long as the culture pushes forward that's fine Absolutely. please don't please don't take it personally against somebody for really doing well that's just that's weird Absolutely. um i see now that you got the whole freddie gives uh soul sold separately yeah. and everything how you yeah. feeling about that album so far oh yeah this shit fire this shit fire it's a dope ass album i love every song on it like yeah okay. yeah he talking that shit yeah he talking that shit i fuck with freddie yeah. That's good. That's, yeah, I fuck with Freddie too. I fuck with Freddie uh, since uh, Pinata and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything after that. I was just listening to a lot of his old, uh, his old things like the whole Cold Day in Hell and everything. And it just goes on from there, man. You know, dudes, dudes, mad, mad talented for real, man. Dudes have been been on for a while, man. But I feel like he's in a good spot where it's like he doesn't have to be too mainstream, mainstream. I think he makes just about enough money. I feel like people really need to realize like. Who Freddie gives it, whether if you like, you're gonna realize his talent or not. Right. I think he was in the same class as J Cole in the Double XL. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think I think they was on that same cover. Yep. Yeah. What year was that? It definitely wasn't 2014. Like 2011. I think it was 2011. I want to say Nip was Nip on that cover too. Uh, I, think, I think either I think that or Nip might have been a little bit after that. He might have been like maybe with Kendrick Lamar. I think. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I need to double check too. So, yeah. Excuse me, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know at the top of our head. We ain't a supercomputer. <laughs> it's, it's been a decade now. These yeah. people have been on for a while now. So it's just like, I feel like now it's starting to kind of cool down and everything. So like, what do you think about the whole uh, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Drake era? You feel like it's kind of kind of cooling down right now in this decade, or you feel like they got another two decades? Nah, I think they they got as long as they want. It's, it's not cooling down no time soon. You know, you can see that every time they drop an album, like the world stopped and listened to it. Like they, they just got it. They don't have to like they, they, they put out a lot of substance, a lot of good quality music. So they don't have to drop ten thousand songs. Like mm-hmm. they can, they ain't got to come out again until three years from now, mm-hmm. and everybody gonna stop and listen to it. So yeah, they, they pretty much they, they got it how they want it. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, what what do you feel like is the next artist that might be uh, put on like in the future? I know would you say Cordae is amongst those people, or what are some new new artists you feel that's gonna carry this rap game for like a decade or two? OG Black, oh, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> Toasty ESV, no for real, yeah, yeah, no. Nah, but yeah. beyond that, like I mean, like that's kind of like you know, like yeah. who else for sure? Um, 
Man, it's a lot. It's a lot of artists. It's hard to say. Like I can't single out one specific artist on who I think would be the one. Um, it's a lot of talent out here, and um, I feel like we could really take it. You know, wherever we want to take it. If you want to go mainstream, I feel like you can go mainstream. It's just a matter of what you want from this shit. You know what I mean? So I, you know, it's a lot of talent. You know, it can be anybody. Oh yeah, no. For for instance, for for real, for real. Um, and everything. So, so I know, uh, hold on a second. Let's just All right, cool. Yeah. I know, uh, I know it, it, it could be a bit of a wilderness, a little bit of a jungle in this rap game right now, uh, you know, trying to make it through, but at least we got like our roots, you know, I know you mentioned like your father and his influence. You want to go deeper on like the relationship you and your father have and like how much it influenced you, not just in music, but just in life in general. Yeah. 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 Me and me and pops got a real, uh, strong relationship, a great relationship. Me and my mom, my mom and my pops, but, um, my pops was real heavy on hip hop, so that really kind of got me into it. But um, just the way he carried himself throughout life as a whole, you know what I'm saying, has a huge influence on me, like his his demeanor, you know what I mean? And one thing he always taught me is that you don't need no huge crowd. Like, you can stand out. You ain't got to follow the crowd. Like, so I always carry that on as a, as a man, you know what I'm saying? I still carry that on to this day. So, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, man, no, that's good that you instill you to be an individual at a young age. You know, we live in a time where people follow. I yeah. mean, like, I'm telling you, like, they won't even ask no questions, nothing. Yeah. It's like I haven't been really the type, like, to be like that growing up. It just kind of came natural to me because it's just like I just can't blend in as much as I want to. I just right. can't. But it's just like, you know, I find it kind of just weird that there are actually people out there who will, like, believe anything, push anything, if it means, like, you know, to – uh, to follow or just like just to just to feel like secure in themselves, you know. But it's just like you really got to be secure in yourself in that way, and everything. But it's, I feel like this those I really think for themselves will really carry it uh, a little bit further. Those become the leaders in society, the pillars in society for sure, and everything. You know, it's just. Um, all right, so it's just. So, so what are some cities that you that you got on your bucket list in terms of like performing and everything would you say like las vegas new orleans yeah. or any of those cities might be on your bucket list yeah i would say everywhere but definitely like um i definitely want to go to new york i definitely want to perform in front of new york because you know that's the mecca of hip-hop and um i grew up listening to a lot of new york rappers a lot of east coast rappers um philly that's another area that i'm real big on um west coast chicago detroit um, Atlanta, every everywhere, you know what I'm saying? I perform anywhere like that wanna hear some real music, some real real rap, real hip hop, like I'm I'm there for Florida, you know what I mean, that beautiful ass weather, like anywhere, you know what I mean, I'm there. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. And it's just, but you haven't really, have you really gone on tour yet or you just, just perform here and there? Um, nah, I haven't been on tour yet. I've been pretty much local for the most part. So yeah, I look forward to doing that real soon. Okay, no problem. It's just a step process for sure, man. I say, you know, some people drop music, some people haven't performed yet yeah. and everything. There's still sort of a lot of things on my bucket list, you know, in regards to like performing in front of a large class, like what advice could you give to someone who hasn't grabbed the mic yet and performed live? Yeah, man, just, um, you know, just breathe, like, you know, don't don't beat yourself up too bad like it's, it's normal to be a little nervous or whatnot have a little jitters but you know just 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 let that shit flow <laughs> you know what i'm saying just go up there and have fun like don't take yourself too serious just just have fun with the shit because when you start thinking too hard that's when you start messing up and you know you're afraid or i hope they like me and like don't worry about none of that shit some people gonna fuck with it some people ain't just go do you regardless you know what i'm saying just go have fun with this shit you'll you'll be all right you know what i mean yeah, right now. Uh, what would, what's your advice for anybody who really wants to build their brand as a whole? Like, what would be your advice to them? Well, first off, just find out who you are. Like, you got to have an identity. You know what I'm saying? Know, know what you are. Like, if you not, if you not a rapper that's into uh, materialistics, right? then you wouldn't want to put on a bunch of jewelry and try to pretend like you that rapper. Like, no, stick to who you are. Like, if you're a backpacker or if you are in the jewelry or if you into the women, whatever it is, find out who you are and then market that. Like, it's a market for everything because it's, it's somebody out there for everybody. So regardless of what you do or if you think it's weird or whatever, if you like to sit in a tree and, and hug a tree all day, it's tree huggers out here. Like that's a real community. You know what I'm saying? So whatever it is that you want to do, whoever you are, like just market yourself, be yourself, be pure with it. And you gonna find your audience that way. You know what I mean? I know you explained it's just like how like, you know, uh, rap, 
artists, uh, legends like uh, Anas or Jay-Z has kind of been very influential on your style and everything. Like, what projects uh, from Jay-Z and uh, Nas might you feel like it's just, uh, it's like, like, you just can't help but just listen to it or just fall into it or just, like, what part do you feel like has the most impact on your life as a whole? Well, that's a few of them. From, from Hove, it would definitely be um, Reasonable Doubt, one of my favorite, but uh, the Blueprint and the Black Album, because those when I was I was a teen when they came out, so those like hit me the heaviest. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Nas, it, it will probably be it was written and uh, Stillmatic. Mm-hmm. Those probably like the main albums, like that's like a real pivotal piece in my whole repertoire. Like I can go to those albums. I was just listening to the Black album like a couple days ago. Like I can go to the, those albums and listen to it any time in my life, any time period in my life. I can listen to it, play it from beginning to end like I never heard it before. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, seriously. They're definitely the blueprint and everything. I know like Jay-Z on more like the business side and Nas more like the lyrical end of it. They're both very lyrical in themselves and everything. My project that I really like mess with Nas, I used to listen to Nas heavy like in high school I know a lot of people were like into other things and everything yeah. but Nas is just like you know just the way Nas came in with the whole Illmatic and then followed up with like it was written and then the Stillmatic's here and then Hip Hop is dead over here and everything I feel like Illmatic has a different like feel for me because I feel like that was like his first project like he already had a feeling of what he was although it took a lot of years to kind of put it out and he was really really young and everything you can really just hear like what his philosophies was and how it was broken down and just his style I feel like Nas is so crucial because like you you really want to become like a real real like good like artist and everything um and and in the terms of really like expressing yourself i feel like nas is definitely the one to check in with um and stuff of that nature um jay-z i feel like my favorite jay-z project personally is gonna be 444 because it's just like you know i feel like it came out in a time where he was much older and everything he was going through a whole lot of stuff it can just kind of show that the type of longevity in this music thing that i really really appreciate on his end you know because it's like at that time like i wasn't like some middle-aged like dude like a famous dude businessman dude but i can relate on the sense of just like you know like i feel like we're all kind of trapped to a certain degree as black men in this america where i feel like we can do a couple slip-ups here and there when we really when we're transitioning between different stages it comes with a lot of growing pains and i feel like that's what he expressed within his projects that's what i really really loved about it so it's just like you know yeah you gotta love it and everything i know you explained even tupac was one uh one of the other ones like what other tupac i know you can go for days talking about tupac what 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 tupac project speaks to you the most me Against the World, that's that's one of my favorite albums of all time. But uh that's definitely my favorite Pac album. Like like the whole the whole message behind Me Against the World, like you said, as a black man, sometimes we feel that way. Like we feel like our back is against the wall. We feel like, you know, it's it's us against the world and we had that chip on my shoulder. So it's energy on that album, like definitely speak to me real heavy. That's another one I could listen to at any time in my life from beginning to end. Like it's it's one of my favorite albums. Uh-huh. Oh, seriously, and he had that one uh, drop when he was put in jail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally became the first artist to have a like, what was yeah. it a gold album or something? Like before, no, it was it was high platinum. selling though. It, it was it was platinum. Oh yeah. yeah, I think it went platinum. Yeah, platinum album while he was in prison, yeah. man. No, seriously, Tupac. For me, like personally, it was like his greatest hits and everything because like that was the one that that really pushed me on the hip hop. Cause I had to burn that into an MP3 player, so I was just listening to Brenda's Got a Baby, California Love, Troublesome, and everything over and over on the bus. I couldn't put any more songs on it. So that's just all I listened to, like. In the morning and everything and I never got tired of like wow there's so many dimensions to this whole rap thing it's like it can't just be just about partying and music and ass days all day it could also be loving like a culture it could also be bringing honor to your mother it could also be ta- trying to express other people's stories and everything so, so I feel like Tupac just to for him to master all that at such a young age dude died at 25 I'm 20 four years old still trying to make this rap thing uh, push and it's like I think about stuff like that it's like wow like dude can really do it do it all and then stretch between uh, acting and stuff of that nature uh, beyond music uh, what are some other things that you might be interested might you be interested in like maybe going to acting or maybe starting your own business and stuff yeah 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 definitely um, a lot of businesses um, a lot of stocks trading options things of that nature um, working on a, launching a clothing business and uh, yeah, I thought about some acting too. You know, I got some acting skills with me. So yeah, them opportunities, I'm, I'm gonna create those opportunities and we're gonna have fun with it. But definitely, man, just working, like continue to hustle and do good business, you know what I'm saying? Because we, you know how it go, we gotta eat. You feel me? And I'm not waiting on a rap check to eat. 
you know. So, yeah, we're just going to keep doing business, keep doing good business and creating more opportunities and evolving and building from there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like in order to step in that, especially with acting, I got my whole email set up for acting roles and everything. All right, I still get, like, a mail, like, for uh, opportunities, like, to this day. And I haven't really done anything yet because I want to wait until I really get some money saved up for going that direction and stuff. And I want to get some other things on building my brand and maybe doing another couple more photo shoots first. It's it's never bad to have a bucket list. Well, sometimes the first step is really just setting something up. You know, it could be something as dumb as just an email. Maybe you might not respond, but at least setting that up, like, that's a good way, like, like, okay, there's, there's something coming through. Okay, all I got to do is just show up on the Zoom call. Right. All I got to do is like pay this much money, like a month or whatever, and then like really budget yourself in that direction. So it's like it's very much possible for anybody that wants to go into uh, stuff of that nature, uh, for right. sure. And if there's anything that you think about, maybe like on a philanthropic uh, side of the thing, you think about maybe probably like establishing like a recreational center or something like that. Yeah, that's definitely. It's funny you ask that. That's definitely something that uh, me and my woman talk about all the time, like yeah. creating a, a community center. Yeah. Um, I have. I have a strong history with uh giving back. You know what I'm saying? We used to give back to the homeless and we used to do a coat drive every year. Um did coat drives, school supply drives, we we did shoe drives, we did a lot lot of giving back. So it's definitely something I look look forward into getting back into and actually creating a a, a home for those to, to come to, you know, a community center or, or a rec center for the kids, for the youth, you know what I mean? So definitely. Most definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, do you feel like this could probably help counter a lot of the negativity that we have within the black community for sure? Because I feel like making a little bit of a recreational center, maybe like a movie theater, just like some black-owned businesses as a whole. Like, I had to work, like, under, like, yeah, Compare Fools, like, not too far, just up the street, bro. I had to deal with a whole lot of discrimination and some of that nature. So, so that pushes me to go into business. Yeah, so maybe I could build a whole lot of businesses so we could be able to at least, you know, stand in a place where it's like, okay, like, I can just be here and never have to worry about some people discriminating against me or being racist towards me and uh, stuff of that nature. Do you feel like, you know, black owned business, you feel like Charlotte could actually go to that uh, destination also be a hotspot for black owned businesses too? Yeah, I think it's, it's moving in that direction. It's a lot of, well, I ain't gonna say a whole lot, but it's it is a good little bit of black black owned businesses in this area, and I think it's definitely continuing to grow. You know what I'm saying? And I think um that'll definitely help curb a lot of the the gun violence in the community because we can show them that they do have options. You know what I mean? It's not just rap or be an athlete. So if you don't know how to rap, if you're not a a, a ball player, then you you just have to be in the streets. Like no, you can have a construction business, you can uh, have a clothing business, you can have a boutique you it's, it's so many different options you know what i mean so i think us continuing to create black businesses and continue to help each other grow that'll definitely help expand the horizons amongst our youth so they can know that they they have those options and they have they have those resources that they can reach out to you know what i mean oh yeah surely i understand you uh, did you happen to, to go to college or just thought, like, forget about the whole college thing? No. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't go to college. No, nah, I was straight out of high school. I was one of those. When I came out of high school, I didn't I didn't know that I had the options that oh, that we man. have now. You know what I mean? So for me, it was it was either the streets or just go get a job. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I had a lot of a lot of homies, a lot of family members that was in the streets. So I, I seen what it did to them. So I said, I ain't going to go that route. I'm just go to work. You know what I'm saying? I'm just get a job. And that's just what it was. But now where I'm at now, I understand and been understood for a while now the type of things that you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Type of opportunity, especially with social media, the type of opportunities that you can create for yourself. So I'm always about pushing the culture forward as well as reaching back to the youth and letting them know that you can you can do so much more you know what I mean it's, it's limitless you know what I mean yeah you should definitely get your kids into an HBCU too man like the type the type of resources we get from there networking wise and just like just in general just support wise man it's just like I usually deal with like the men's achievement center didn't join any fraternity for any uh, I wish I could have maybe I could probably say that for graduate school but it's like uh, yeah man it's a, it's a whole little town man it's just like you know everybody's showing no one's fight over anything on some petty stuff yes sure you have your uh, confrontations here and there but it's just if you pretty much draw that negativity to you it'll come to you but you know uh but i, I feel like that'd be a good uh, environment for your kids like if you ever really want to put them to that uh direction and, uh, and stuff of that nature and everything so it's like uh, yeah no i can feel you on um on that as a whole and everything um so it's just like so like what is it like what's your stance in regards to just um just how a lot of uh, 
a lot of rappers carry themselves like to in this day and everything. I know like we have a lot of people that kind of burn out from like the low pumps and everything, and it's just like like Takashi Six Nine doesn't seem to be doing much of anything. And then you have like uh those like uh Lil Xan or whatever. I know one of my friends shut up for me on this, so mm, not my style and everything. But it's just like um pretty pretty much what's your stance on a lot of all these like Lils and all these like where, where do you think they're all sprouting from? Like what's what's the deal with their staying power and everything? Do you feel like they kind of dirty the whole rap uh, business as a whole or is it just whatever yeah it's pretty much just whatever like you gotta understand with with any any business not even just rap but definitely with rap because there's no like pre re, re, pre prerequisite that you need to get into the business but with anything you're gonna have those that that come and go you know what i'm saying like you're gonna have those who don't really take it serious who don't really work on perfecting their craft and you can't really get that type of shit no type of energy you know what i'm saying like it, it is what it is you know i feel like everybody got a place i just focus on og black and, and pushing my shit you know what i mean doing what i do i don't really get concerned too much about whoever else is in the game and if they whack or they nod or whatever i don't really put no energy into it you know what i'm saying i just put energy into those who i do respect they they art form and they craft and just and just keep it pushing like that. And I feel like if we continue to elevate those who doing this shit the right way, then the culture can go a lot forward, a, a, a lot, a lot further. You know what I mean? Yeah, couldn't have said it in a better way, man. Right. Like, but let's focus on a lot of your projects and everything. Cause all the time, man, I can't, yeah. you know, cause I thought I just kind of skimming through a lot of it. Like, would you kind of go into uh, details of like what your projects and what they mean or what message you're trying to push? Like from your first project to your recent project? Mm -hmm. Well, all my projects got like a real, like, similar theme and it's just it's just it's just reality rap i just talk about real life situations and real life things i've been through experience but um i also try to offer that that glimmer of hope to let the people know that you you can be better like i said though having those options you know what i mean like it's it's, it's just growth and and evolving like being a better man like taking care of your family like the shit that people don't glorify if you have a nine to five you know what i'm saying like rapping about that like talking about everything you know what i'm saying that goes on in the real world so much more to this shit than just guns and bitches and and this that and the third like nah it's, it's real life shit that's going on so we talk about everything like that's pretty much what all my projects is about just like giving you real life you know what i'm saying and i just you know I taught that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I listen to a lot. I know you push a whole lot uh, in the sense of just like the whole nine to five. I know a lot of people like to glorify gang culture and everything. And I know you, you're in a sense that with your music, you kind of counter it to a certain degree. But like, ain't no problem like working nine to five and no right. problem just putting invest in that, that crowd. I feel like that's even more gangster, to be honest, because it's just like, you know, it's just like you're actually learning to like really invest within yourself in a system that really doesn't want you to win regardless. So it's like really just trying to survive through that jungle without taking no shortcuts or nothing i feel like that's very inspirational for you to do so and everything um uh, what would you say is like uh from the jobs that you had to really work and everything what were some uh things that you had to like pretty much learn throughout your life and how do you apply it within your music uh personally on your end yeah so i mean the main thing is just like putting your best foot forward like that's what I apply through my music. Like, that's what I learned throughout life. Whether it's a nine to five, whether it's a new business, regardless of what it is, like, it's just, it's just putting your best foot forward through it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, and that's just what it's about. It's just really what it boils down to. Like, I done worked all type of jobs, you know, jobs that I hated. You know what I'm saying? We all done worked them, them bullshit jobs or whatever, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, like, it's just like knowing that this ain't the end all be all. Like, your struggle is temporary. You know what I'm saying? So, like, continue to elevate, continue to look for new opportunities to better yourself. You know what I mean? So that's that's just what it is, man. Yeah, Where? A whole lot of opportunities to better yourself for sure. Are there any artists in Kinston that you'd like to shout out or anything that maybe I can look deeper into um, that you feel like, not that you feel like should just be put out there, but just any like, artists in particular that you uh, that had up on your radar and everything that you would recommend to me? Yeah, uh, I'll say Top for Thought, okay. um, Lassie, that's that's Cuzzo, um, Slicey, I don't know, uh, a lot, man, Salah, it's it's a lot, it's, it's it's a lot of dope artists, um, it's a lot of dope artists in the city too, you know, Mert Son, um, it's a lot, man, it's a lot of dope artists, like, you just, just gotta be tapped in, man, it's a lot of talent out here, a whole lot of talent. 
Oh, that's good. That's very, very right. cool, man. Like, I'd be kind of tapped in. I'm trying to tap in with a little bit more, though, and everything. That's probably going to have to pull up on the Trey Rose event on October 15th and everything. Do you get a whole lot of shows here in Charlotte, or do you just be all over North Carolina? Yeah, no, nah, I get I get, I get, get quite a few in Charlotte. Um, I kind of, like, pick and choose. I don't, I don't go and do everything because some of these shows be, be bullshit. But, you know, when I find a, a one that I feel like is a good opportunity, I definitely pop out and go do what I do. So, yeah. How do you make the most out of those opportunities if you can go into detail? Mm -hmm. So it's just basically you make the most out of it by putting on a hell of a fucking show and making people want to see you more often. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty much all it is to it. The only other thing that I could do that I haven't done is having merch. And like I said, I'm working on that. I'm working on that as we speak. So, you know, having that merch when you go perform, like that's really going what's going to take you to the next level. But aside from that, like just putting on a good show to where like, yo, I want to see him again. You know what I mean? Make them want to follow you and tap in with you going forward. Like that's the main thing. Okay, so like, I, I get that to a certain degree, but I meant like things like I may have probably met any AR managers or anything out there, or just anybody oh, yeah. like influence, like stuff of that nature. That's what I mean. Like, what, what was, can you describe the the nature of the uh, yeah. connection with them? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the beauty of this shit because you get to connect with other dope artists and DJs and managers and different things like that. So yeah, I definitely made some very pivotal connections um, with a lot of dope ass artists and you know DJs and A and R's and things of that nature. So yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's real, real cool and everything. Yeah, you've, you've pretty much performed uh, how many? Like just a handful of shows, like a whole whole lot of shows, like about like twenty, thirty shows, something. Like that. Yeah, probably, I would say probably 30, 40, maybe. Okay. Yeah, somewhere like that, yeah. That's good work, man, for real. And I mean, I, I've yet to even perform at one show yet. Yeah. And I, mean, I still want to, like, wait until I put more music out there so it's like I have more stuff to actually put out that I don't want to just just one album for. And I have, like, no fan base, nothing, you know what I'm saying? But like, I know, like, with the whole merchandise thing, I know, so I'm trying to think. I think Shopify, I think, will let you, like, design stuff yeah. on, like, mm-hmm. mine everything. You, you already got a logo set up and stuff? Yeah, nah, we working on that. We, I had one, but we, yeah, I'm, I'm revamping, so we, we working on all of that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you could probably lock in with me. I'm still trying to wait, maybe till my next paycheck coming. Maybe I can be able to get use the software I've been using okay. to set up other logos for other people. I could probably get you situated with some, see what I can cook up. I can do that okay. for free. For okay. you. I don't mind it and everything. Like especially, I want to help another artist get by and everything. I always yeah. do platforms like this with this whole podcast thing. You're the 108th episode. I don't know if I said that earlier dope, and dope. everything. So it's just like just stuff of that nature. If y'all don't really take time, y'all did really hop on me. I definitely wanted to at least like, like repay y'all back over time. But whether yeah. it means like trying to work hard to get the brand out there for the Mental Threads podcast, so it's like other yeah. people can actually hear and what, what y'all got to say. Yeah. But what if you have a feel for y'all mindset and everything? I know you've done uh, interviews like this before, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've done quite a few interviews. Yep. yep. Okay, that's cool. No problem. I can definitely get you locked in with the whole. Uh, merchandise thing or uh, at least setting up like some kind of logo we can pretty much get locked into some yeah. degree I can probably see what I can cook up or what I can do yeah, yeah. and stuff of that nature now we're networking <laughs> just yeah, like that yeah. just like that for real and everything um, so it's like uh, yeah I feel like we pretty much spoke about a whole lot of yeah. things uh, but it's like you know, I still want to try to stretch out to like the hour we're still like eight yeah. minutes away from hour I don't want to make it seem like I'm just trying to push a whole lot of stuff and everything yeah, it's just yeah. like just trying to give everybody the same respect don't want to be like why this dude got to be on for like 30 and this dude got like an hour or something nah, of that know, nature man. you know but it's like uh, yeah I mean describe like family life as a whole you know like trying to make it in this game but still like you know having children you know I've always said that maybe that kind of hold people back and everything you know I still want to try to work to get a certain level of success before I even starting my own family in my, in my regard so it's like you know explain like how how you uh, managing that altogether yeah, man, it's it's been a uh, it's been a hell of a process. Uh, one thing I can say, I have a real strong support system, so that's that's been very helpful uh, with my woman and my kids. Like they they very supportive of everything I do. So uh, yeah, man, it's it's been dope. Like just the main thing is just finding that balance, and uh, you know I keep them in tune with everything I'm doing, so they don't ever feel like they they missing out. You know what I mean per se. But, uh, yeah, man, just keeping that balance going and, uh, yeah, just keeping them involved, like, that's the main thing, you know what I mean? So, like, you just keep that in mind, like, when you get your own family, like, you're going to have your moments where you, you just got to have, the main thing is just having a woman that's supportive, that support what you do, you know what I mean? Because it's going to be moments where 
you're going to be out, you know what I'm saying? And she's going to have to be understanding and, and know what it, what, what it takes, you feel me? So as long as you got that support system and you, like I said, you keep that happy medium and find that balance, it'll be good. I'm cool, that's on And you know your woman since, like, high school? Your high school see your heart, so you just, you know, like, later on. Like, yeah, now nah, I knew her since high school. We we wasn't high school sweethearts, though. <laughs> yeah, but we got together later on, and we've been together for some time now. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Those be the most wholesome relationships for sure. Yeah, like when yeah. you start out as friends for a while and they just like, oh yeah, and they see different dimensions of each other yeah. and stuff of that nature. I feel that's wonderful that you got that support system uh, with you uh, for sure and everything. It's always good to have a good, good support system. You're not necessarily like signed to any like independent or uh, label, are you? Or you're just entirely independent on your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm entirely on my own. I'm not. I'm not with no label at the moment. Um, it, you know, it, it could happen, you know what I'm saying? As long as the business is right, we could work something out. But right now I'm, I'm dolo. Hell yeah. Okay. And if you were to be signed by like an independent label or maybe a major label, what are some things that you want to like kind of knock off your bucket list in that regard? Like what are some things you feel like they're like, okay, yeah, I can probably mess with them people. Like, like what, what type of like, uh, what type of relationship would you like to have with your uh, label and everything? Uh, if you like to sign for them. Yeah. Just a label that give me the freedom and, uh, creativity like the freedom to do what i want and how i want to do it um on my publishing and my masters and that's pretty much that you know what i'm saying we could we could talk about you know negotiate everything else but those are the main things like long as i got the freedom to move how i please and you know what i'm saying and have my my masters and my publishing then yeah we pretty much good money yeah, go into detail about Master and One's uh, publishing and everything. Because, like, I know it's like, I feel that's something I didn't really get familiar with until I got older with the whole thing. I yeah. thought people just rapped and, like, they kept it because they made it. Like, the thing yeah. that people can make money off, like, your art and they can, like, own it, that's mad wild. Can you go into yeah. detail, like, how people get uh, switched up in situations like that? Man, that's a whole, man, that's a whole another conversation. Like, that that shit go deep. Like, <laughs> you just... You give a pretty straightforward yeah, answer. You just, you just gotta know, you just gotta know the business. You just gotta know the business because a lot of labels, you know what I'm saying, like, basically, they own you. They own your music. They own your likeness. So, if your business is, if your paperwork is not set up the right way, like, they can own you forever. Like, I actually know people personally who signed a bad deal because they wasn't, you know, wasn't tapped in and um, haven't made music in 20 years, but by contract, they still own that name. They still own their likeness. So that's, yeah, that's the main thing is like always being lawyered up, like have your lawyer, you know what I'm saying? If it's anything that you don't understand, like have your lawyer, your lawyer read over everything and just know what you're getting yourself into before you sign anything. Don't don't focus on the money because they'll toss a bag of money in your face, but the contract be some bullshit, you know what I mean? So you just got to know what you're doing like, and just do good business, you know what I mean? Don't fuck yourself over. Yeah, that's depressing. That's yeah. that's real depressing. Cause like knowing like how long it takes to even try to learn your own craft and stuff of that yeah. nature. Like I had to go through the whole process, of, like doing my home first project, like twelve tracks on my first project. I didn't want anything less, nothing. Something told me you gotta hit twelve. You gotta hit twelve. You can't bullshit. This is your only one. This is your first one uh, for a while. So it's like you might as well just drop as many songs as you can all at once. I didn't start with single, 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 single. I just well, yeah. let me just drop this project just to sit on, just to kind of get a, a sense of like, you know, how I sound, what I need to work work on right. let me just get that all so i can be able to review it as much as i can and so that's just kind of how i saw it so it's just like to know that people can really put their whole time and their soul into this music thing yeah. and somebody else can just you know prostitute it and then it's like you ain't got nothing like left of it that's a very sad situation that's yeah. something i wouldn't wish on nobody yeah. as a whole and everything could you go into detail like all oh, what um <laughs> just how deep de uh, a lot of those uh those uh, little shady um industry music businesses uh, got a lot of the people you were talking to. You know what I'm talking about? All the people that got uh, messed up by these contra contracts. So you need to go into detail on the nature of just how bad it was or is, like, is it something confidential? No. Um, man, that shit, that shit could be real bad. That shit could be real bad. Like I, I've heard you know, and I mean, you, you know, you, you can look it up yourself. Like it's, it's popular artists who've been through it. Like they first deal was fucked over, but I've, I've heard all types of shit to where like you, you pretty much like you, like I said, you stuck forever. Like perpetuity is a thing. Perpetuity means forever. Uh -huh. So if you see that in your contract, like you, <laughs> you need to go ahead and, you know what I mean? Get that up out of there. Like, because if you, you know, some people, you can't even make money off your own name. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they own your name. Yeah. 
They own your likeness. If you go over here and sell a T-shirt, they own that. You know what I'm saying? Or they 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 automatically get a percentage of that, even though you they ain't got nothing to do with you making a shirt. So it's just it's just shit like that that could really fuck you over. Like, and you know people think you got the money and you really got it and you you don't. You know what I'm saying? Because the labels is raping you. Wow. You know, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's a dirty game, man. They, You know, they say, as they say, it's just business. <laughs> so you just, just got to know how to do good business. You know what I mean? Nah, seriously. I think there's like a documentary on... Uh uh, on Amazon Prime once. I need to check that out again. I know I got to save somewhere for sure. And so they got Ice Cube and all types of people talking yeah. about how these labels work yeah. and everything. And I'm just like, whoa, like people really need to check this out for like, yeah. and that's why I'm trying to think like, man, I need to find me like some good lawyers for sure. Like lawyers that like have like my best interests in mind for one. And lawyers that like, okay, yeah, they want to make a profit too, but they just want to at least protect my likeness and everything. I definitely want to own my own name. Right. Definitely want to own my own brand. Brand. Definitely want to have to own my own probably independent label somewhere down the line once I get uh, uh, get the stuff lifted above the ground as best as possible. Yeah, like one one record deal I really want to get in touch with is like Epic Records because it's like, you know, they really hooked up Excess and Tentacion and everything. Not putting them on some like, you know, because he Excess could have went to like anywhere, but they yeah. stu- he stuck with them because they had him as a, as a partnership, like in a partnership, like they were willing to work with him as opposed to like working off him. Right. So it's just, it's just something like to check out beyond and everything everything with all these documentaries they can pretty much uh brush up with a whole lot of those uh matters yeah. and everything you know um i feel like we yeah we pretty much brushed past the hour mark um and everything you really said a whole lot of wonderful like gems and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you give a whole lot of straightforward answers so yeah. it's kind of tough to kind of like jump over the whole hour line yeah. so it's just like you know which i really really do appreciate and everything do you have any more plans uh pushing forward for your next couple projects uh, moving forward yeah 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 street poetry three will be dropping soon you know we in the process of cooking that up and uh just be on the lookout for everything follow me on ig at og black music that's og b l a k music uh for booking and features og black music uh at gmail.com or you can hit og black music.com and uh be just be on the lookout we got merch we got everything we're just gonna be putting in a lot of work so just stay tapped in straight up yeah, definitely got to stay tapped in, man. For real, man. You got any other last words to like let people know before we bounce off of that? Was that your last words right there? Yeah, yeah, man. Black world, man. Like I said, just stay tapped in. We're going to keep putting in that work. You know what I mean? Stay focused. Do Put your best foot forward and just do you. You know what I mean? And fuck anybody else who don't like it. Just put your best foot forward. You're going to be all right. Bottom line shit. Can't argue with that in the slightest. All right, that's it from the Mental Threats Podcast. We sewn in and then we're sewn out. Episode 108. There we go. Thanks.